Our reading of God's law today comes from 2 Corinthians 7, reading verses 9 and 10. 2 Corinthians 7, verses 9 and 10, and we stand in recognition that this is indeed the holy, inspired, inerrant word of God. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that your sorrow led to repentance. For you were made sorry in a godly manner, that you might suffer loss from us and nothing. For godly sorrow produces repentance, leading to salvation, not to be regretted. But the sorrow of the world produces death. Please be seated. Paul is making a very clear delineation between two types of sorrow. One is a godly sorrow that produces repentance, uh, not to be regretted, he says, and the other is a worldly sorrow that produces death, which is to be regretted. In the case of the Corinthians, Paul is telling them that he is rejoicing that they experience the godly sorrow that leads to repentance, not to be regretted. But what what brought about this sorrow in the Corinthians? Why were they sorrowing in the first place? Oh, it was a letter that Paul had written to them uh, where he rebuked them for their sins. Um, And perhaps you can understand how that would be, uh, that kind of situation would produce sorrow in their lives because having your sins exposed, having uh, received a rebuke for your sins, it's never uh, a a pleasurable experience. It's always a difficult experience. And I suspect uh, you know the experience I'm talking about. Your parent pulls you aside and says, I heard what you just said to your sister, and that's not okay. The Bible identifies the words that you just spoke as an expression of hatred in your heart. You sinned against your sister when you said that to her, but even more, you sinned against God by violating his command to love your sister. Or your brother comes to you and says, I noticed that when you were on your computer, you were looking at things you shouldn't be looking at. I'm calling you out on this. Let's take a look at the history in your browser to see what you've been up to lately. Or your spouse comes to you and says, you treated me disrespectfully yesterday. When we were having that conversation with Bill and Sue, you kept interrupting me and talking over me. And this isn't the first time I've had this conversation with you. Uh, We've discussed this before, but I'm not seeing any effort or improvement from you. When these kind of conversations or situations develop, It's never pleasant for the person whose sin is being exposed. Uh, Paul uses the word sorrow to describe the emotional response this evokes. Uh, We experience sorrow in the presence of our sin. But the million dollar question is, what type of sorrow do you experience? Do you experience godly sorrow or worldly sorrow? I'm not sure we're always the best judges uh, of of the type of sorrow that we experience. Uh, I think we are quite capable of confusing ourselves into thinking that our sorrow is always the godly variety of sorrow. But the good news is we don't have to trust our feelings when answering this question. 
We don't have to try to dissect our varied emotions to discern whether our sorrow is godly or worldly. We can simply look at what our sorrow produces. Does it produce repentance? Or does it produce defensiveness? Does your sorrow lead you to humility? Or do you begin making excuses for why your sin is not a sin? Do you confess your sin to the people that you sinned against? Or do you withdraw and avoid them for a little while? Our reading, our reading of God's law is teaching us the importance of repentance. Paul says that there is a vast difference between repentance and regret. Repentance is from God and it demonstrates itself through the sorrow that draws you closer to God and bring you to, brings you to a place of confession and forsaking of your sin. Regret is from the world. It drives you away from God and it drives you into the hand of our adversary. The classic biblical example was Peter and Judas. Both of them experienced sorrow for the way they mistreated Jesus. Peter's sorrow was the godly type that produced repentance. Judas's sorrow was the worldly type that produced death. Both of them had been disciples of Jesus, but only Peter was forgiven and restored to profitable kingdom service. Judas gave in to his despair and ended up taking his own life. Both of them sorrowed. One had a godly sorrow, the other had a worldly sorrow. And this is a vivid contrast between the sorrow that leads to repentance and the sorrow that leads to death. So which type of sorrow do you experience, dear friends? If your sorrow produces repentance, then that's a good thing. As the Apostle Paul said, this is not to be regretted. Rather, this is an occasion for rejoicing in the forgiveness that you have in Jesus Christ. But if your sorrow does not produce repentance, then that indicates you're experiencing a worldly type of sorrow, and that means you're in a very dangerous situation. You have no reason to believe that if you were to die today, you would go to be with the Lord. Quite the contrary, our reading of God's law is telling you that if you were to die today, then you would go to a place of outer darkness where there is bitter weeping and eternal gnashing of teeth. You would experience divine justice through the vengeful outpouring of God's wrath for all eternity. And that is regrettable. You would live in unending torment and regret your decisions for all eternity. But that regrettable condition can be avoided if the Lord grants you the godly sorrow that leads you to repentance. So if you're not experiencing godly sorrow that leads to repentance, then let me encourage you to use the, the silent prayer time that we're about to enter into. Use this silent prayer time to plead with the Lord to give you that godly sorrow. Ask him to be merciful to you. Ask him to give you the faith you need to respond to your sins in a way that uh, brings confession and, and forsaking of your sins. And ask him to cover you with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. 
So let's go to the Lord in a time of silent prayer and confession, dear friends. Uh, Let's pray to the Lord in the manner in which his spirit leads us.